0: Hello and welcome. Hello everyone. It's another episode of About a Dog. My name is Michael.
1: And my name is Ashley.
0: And we're going to talk about a dog. Yeah, episode 11. <laughs> oh, we're, we're at the Matt Smith stage now. Yeah, we're at Matt Smith. Oh, I missed the David Tennant stage. That <laughs> <It> was <laughs> a previous
1: episode. Whoops. Whoopsie. <laughs> trying to make a...
0: Anyway, Doctor Who reference... Seriously, when I'm going to the grocery store, I don't actually... If, if Ashley and I are together, I'm, for some reason I'll talk in code. One time Ashley goes, Capaldi! Capaldi! Go to Capaldi! She's referring to Lane 12. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Now it's probably going to be Whitaker. Whitaker. <laughs> go to Whitaker. Mm.
1: So, you have a picture yes. for me?
0: Um, she's working... Well, actually, yes. Um, I do have a picture. Uh, my co-worker, Eileen,
1: mm-hmm.
0: has two dogs. And this is one of them. Her name is Bambi.
1: She's so cute. Yeah. She actually kind of looks like the breed that we're going to cover today, but I know she's not.
0: Okay. All Just right, go you good? Yeah. Okay.
1: So her markings are really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um. It's kind of this not a typical red marking that you would see genetically. Yeah. And it's only in a few breeds. Yeah. And with her nose color... hmm So, just a little bit of background in terms of canine genetics and color. Yeah. The nose will generally match up with whatever is on the uh, dominant B and G- D gene. hmm So, Bambi actually has... A liver-colored nose, meaning that genetically, she is lowercase b, lowercase b. Whereas a dog with a black nose could either be uppercase b and one lowercase b, Uh or uppercase b and uppercase b. So, her nose color is interesting, because then you have to factor in which dog breeds can produce a lowercase b. Right. And then her coat color... Is very reminiscent to a Shiba Inu because it has this kind of. There's a specific Japanese term, and I'm not gonna say it because no, I don't want to insult a Japanese. Hi. Hey. So, <clears throat> what I'm thinking. Can I see the photo again?
0: Oh, yeah, give me a little. And there she is, Bambi.
1: And I've been around this dog, just fair warning.
0: Yeah, when she was a puppy, um, before we started the podcast, and the cats are at it, um, Alice and Bambi had a bit of a playdate session. It was actually quite amusing and cute.
1: Yeah, really cute. Yeah. So.
0: That's Eileen giving permission later to. Post the photo. Post the photo for context purposes.
1: All right. So, her ear set is one of those that's kind of. It's considered to be a fold.
0: Mm-hmm, yeah. So, what Kemper's ears do this?
1: Kemper's ears are what's known as a rose ear, meaning he generally keeps them back and they fold backward. Mm-hmm. But this is a fold. Mm-hmm. So, genetically, what that would tell me is that one parent had upright ears and yeah. another parent had flop ears. Okay. And this is somewhere in the middle right? to create this nice fold.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, just by looking at her, I'm definitely saying Shiba Inu. Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm leaning... Can I see the photo?
0: I'm communicating (laughs) with my penis as we speak (sighs) here. Modern technology is wonderful. There she is again.
1: She's really, really leggy. Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Which is indicative of Shiba Inu. Yeah. But she's got this really soulful expression. Mm Mm-hmm. And she's got... Four white paws, yeah, and some white on her chest. Mm -hmm. And another color genetics thing is what that would be kind of, sort of, a minimal Irish spotting, yeah, factor. Mm -hmm. And so, certain breeds have it beagles have it, hammies have it, border collies have it, um, some boxers have it. And a few other... um, Bernie's Mountain Dogs, Greater Swiss Mountain Dogs have it. Mm -hmm. So she has a very minimal one. Yeah. So I'm leaning toward Beagle.
0: And according to Eileen, this is how close Ashley got without any reference point from Eileen herself. Quote, per Bambi's previous foster mom, they did one of those DNA test thingies. Mm -hmm. And she is supposedly a Shiba Inu and Beagle mix. Spot on. Well done. Thanks. Well done.
1: So, yeah. And it's just based on... so. That was just based on a look, honestly. It, it's based on a look, and it's also based on my knowledge of color genetics. Mm-hmm. So, if you're curious about a breed, or your dog,
0: yeah. and
1: what breed it could be, um, again, send an email... No, send a no, tweet. No, do not send an email. Don't send an email. Do the, do
0: the, do the Twitter thing, yeah.
1: Yeah, send a tweet to AboutAdog1. Uh, yeah,
0: at AboutAdog1.
1: And um, make sure that it's provides a face and some reference point towards size.
0: Right, and give me. Give information in regards to the tweet, in regards to um, the parentage, uh, what you think it is, that sort of thing. Or what you were told. Because I need a reference point. Um, I will definitely. Um, indicate who it is that sent the information you mm-hmm. will get credit for it this is you know at dog blah
1: and if you send us a photo yeah you are giving us permission to post it on our social media
0: ah yes because everyone that i've mentioned i've also gotten permission mm-hmm. um to do precisely that as well eileen and the previous um contributor matt yep um he contributed ruby and lincoln yep so yeah it's yeah, it's kind of my idea, and we're going with it. So, yeah. so send least. us
1: send us photos of your dogs. If they're mixed breed, we can... I'll
0: give it a go. To the best of my abilities. You'll like this. I, I, I sent the image to Eileen in regards <laughs> to the podcast. What's it called again? It's about What's a dog. dog. <laughs> She's going to need to listen to this episode when it drops now because I'm minorly shaming her. But anyway.
1: Eh. And again, our um, logo art... Is made by the awesome Mandy, the
0: very talented, uh, multi-talented, I should say, because she's doing various other things, not just making clothes, but coasters and things like that. Um, I'm actually asking her for help on a project. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not going into too much detail because we haven't discussed it yet. Yeah. But um, Mandy um, is very good. She, uh, what's she, she, I can't say the dog breed in the in the fun title. She Something is, you not.
1: Uh, shes too not.
0: Yeah, that's it, and. She's very talented, very good groomer, yep. um, and just all around great person. Honestly.
1: Yep, great person. Yeah. Her. Um...
0: Actually, I'd like to also uh, thank everyone, uh, Eileen and Matt, as well as all of you who are listening, yep. um, for getting us where we are. Um, last episode, we thanked them. Um, We're starting I'm, out up front. I'm still going to do it. I'm still thanking them because I am stunned that people actually want to listen to me ramble <laughs> Honestly, I think they're here for you. I'm just, you know, I'm just the icing. You're, you're, you know. I'm the sizzly of the steak. Anyway.
1: <laughs> so, getting to the...
0: The, the, the... the pink center of the steak now?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I ran with the metaphor. Go ahead.
1: Today's... It's, this episode's going to be a rare breed. Right. So, episode 10, we covered Bichon Frise, their mm-hmm. popular breed. So, as always, we alternate.
0: The, the pendulum swings in the other direction.
1: Yep. And this is the rare breed. It is the Danish-Swedish farm dog.
0: Danish-Swedish farm dog. Okay.
1: Yep. So, to those of you geography nerds, you know that Sweden mm-hmm. and Denmark mm-hmm. are very close to one another. They share similar um, cultures. Mm-hmm. Languages are similar. Yeah. Um, and it's. One of those things where they're so close mm-hmm. that with that culture that this breed can technically be credited in both. Right. So they wanted to honor both countries. Yeah. And currently, it's in the foundation stock of um, recognition process with the AKC. Mm-hmm. Which, again, means that they are rare in the U.S. and they're working toward full recognition. Right. Right now this is a first for the podcast so far is this breed is also not fully recognized by the fci
0: mm-hmm.
1: it is so rare that the fci has not fully recognized it as well mm-hmm. it's under provisional right. which means that it's working toward it and it's almost there like it's so very 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 they just close. Don't have the
0: numbers here stateside as we well often no say.
1: fci is world
0: oh okay That's glo- so global scale
1: then. global scale They just don't have the numbers outside of the U.S., Denmark, Mm -hmm. Sweden, and a little bit of Norway. Mm -hmm. So, they're working toward it. It's almost there. Mm -hmm. And other breeds that are listed as provisional with the FCI, this is a global thing, are the Segugio.
0: Again, we're, we're Americans. We're Americans. Do apologize for the mispronunciation.
1: This is Italian. This one...
0: Ah, Se- Italian
1: sorry. that's why I'm trying to break up the segments here Sengio mamano it's a Italian scent hound the Lancashire healer mm-hmm. it is an adorable little dog mm-hmm. in the UK mm-hmm. a herding breed yeah this one's gonna be a rough one mm-hmm. it's the Thai banq dog
0: Thai no thank you
1: this, I don't want any typhoon. <laughs> Yeah, But this dog is friggin' gorgeous. Uh-huh. Um, the next one is a Romanian Bukovina Shepherd. Uh-huh. And the last one is the Australian Stumpy Tail Cattle Dog. Those on top... And the Danish-Swedish Farm Dog uh-huh. are the six breeds that are provisional under FCI. Uh-huh. Meaning they're working toward full global recognition.
0: Yeah.
1: And as we are owners of a Swedish breed... We are fully supportive of their efforts towards full recognition, both on a global scale, AKC, and we actually, in Orlando, what we wanted to do, but we didn't have time and we kind of lost track of it, was there was a point that there were Swedish one, two, and three group placements (laughs) at um, the AKC Open show, where I think it was the Drever... Got group one
0: Jamie's such a lovely individual yes she is I really is if she, I hope I hope she's listening to the podcast yeah. she's really beneficial she let us hang out and, and you know leave stuff yeah. on there she just you know was awesome. very she was she was you know one of those people that if, if you go into a new place it's like oh my gosh I know no one it's like I know this person I'm gonna latch to this person yeah, yeah. and and she's I really awesome. she's I'm very appreciative to to Jamie for helping oh, yeah. out and giving us that particular space.
1: But um, there was one day where Jamie got a group one with Ringo. Uh
0: Um,
1: I got a group two with Ro. Mm
0: -hmm. Ringo and and Ro. Okay, I'm loving this so far.
1: The Danish-Swedish farm dog got a group third or fourth. Mm. So all the Swedish breeds entered, got Mm. a piece of it. And it was just like (laughs) one of those where we're like, yeah, go Sweden!
0: Yeah. Just just to give you an idea in regards to how... um, I guess, supportive, I guess you could say. Ashley actually put in our little holder of knives and things like that. Little tiny little Swedish flags. hmm <laughs> and, and we do make a yearly pilgrimage to Ikea. So that yes, should we do. tell you something. One and of my favorite photos was I took one of the... It was Alice, wasn't mm-hmm. it? I took a picture of you and Al in front of the Ikea.
1: It was on our way to go pick up Roe.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was so appropriate, I think.
1: And, um... The thing is, is we've also done the 23 Me DNA, and it turns out that both Michael and I have oh, yeah. Scandinavian ancestry, so we're kind of like, woohoo! Got our... I mean, granted, it's like 3% for both of us, but hey... Every got, little bit every helps. Every little bit, and I'm like, yeah, I've got just a little bit of Swedish in me, so I'm like, and
0: I'm definitely Bring it on. Irish.
1: Yeah, you, you got way Irish, but...
0: Sound is an Irish pound. <laughs>
1: now back to what we're doing Mm -hmm. as always breed information comes from a trusted source
0: do your homework
1: and this time i went with the danish swedish farm dog club of america Mm -hmm. they're the u.s parent club for the breed and i'm also using information from the swedish parent club yeah unfortunately the website was in swedish so that was a fun time for me when i was researching it this morning
0: (laughs) Michael heard me curse a few times about it, and I was like, "God damn it. I don't think I was paying attention all that much, honestly. Yeah, you were playing Kingdom Hearts, so you were good. I was probably doing that doing laundry. Um, I think at one point I had to go out to get breakfast and then no, go you out were again. there. It's yeah. been a busy day. yeah,
1: we've we've been really busy, but um if you w- we will definitely post links like we always do oh, absolutely for information. Yeah.
0: Whatever Ashley shares on the Facebook and the Instagram, naturally, I put it on the Twitter at about a dog one um, so that you can see. Because I just want to reinforce, I, I know the presence on Twitter isn't all that great. I'm hoping to rectify that with your help mm-hmm. in sending in all those images you have in regards to those dogs for Ashley to attempt to correctly identify. So far, she's got a very good record. I think the only one that tripped you up was the 50 50 on Ruby.
1: Yep. So, um,. This breed, Danish-Swedish farm dog, is actually considered to be a natural part of Danish farm culture. So this gets into the whole point and purpose of this podcast, is why should we care about these breeds? Why mm-hmm. should we preserve them? And basically, the Danish people mm-hmm. would not have survived if it hadn't been for this breed. Interesting. This breed is a versatile working dog. Mm-hmm. To the point where it did every single farm job that was asked of it. So it was used to keep the rats and pest population down. It herded livestock. Mm -hmm. It did hunting dog stuff. It was a watchdog and it was a family companion. So it kind of ran the gambit of everything. And it also developed naturally based off of what was there. So we don't really know what it truly is a combination of. There's Mm -hmm. some theories based on... Um, that it's related somewhat genetically to the Pinscher family, Mm -hmm. which is breeds like German Pinscher, Miniature Pinscher, Doberman Pinscher, Affen Pinscher, and the Austrian Pinscher. More than likely, the Austrian Pinscher comes into play as opposed to the other Pinscher breeds because the Austrian Pinscher, very, very, very rare breed, but looks kind of similar to this breed. And basically, this breed... Really, really, really saved people and their way of life.
0: Merely because they were such multifaceted, multi-purpose mm-hmm. animals.
1: Basically, and Denmark is not a big country, hmm. so they needed a breed that could do it all, as yeah. opposed to having a specific dog that was just used to keep the rat population down, just used to herd the livestock. Like herd the livestock in. Hunting dog, watchdog. No, they did it all and it saves space. Right. Because as opposed to certain countries like England or Germany, mm-hmm. in some cases, and even France, you would use a separate dog for each one. Right. But this dog does it all.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And unfortunately, as with a lot of breeds, the popularity and Basic numbers start to plummet. But the difference is this has nothing to do with world wars. I was going
0: to say, are we doing the war thing again? No. Okay. For once.
1: It actually has to do with urbanization. So when urbanization started to happen and people started to flock towards cities, Mm -hmm. the farms basically plummeted. Mm. And the need for farm dogs plummeted because farms were going under... And not very many farms were existing. And so it got to the point where the breed was nearly extinct. Yeah. Thankfully, the Danish Kennel Club and the Swedish Kennel Club made it their mission to find specimens of the breed and to save it from extinction. Hmm. And luckily, they found a few both in rural parts of southern Sweden. mm mm-hmm and rural parts in Denmark, and saved the breed from extinction.
0: And well, well done to them, honestly. Yeah, I mean, it's, they did it's phenomenal.
1: a wonderful, wonderful job, and they're still out there making sure that this breed does not go extinct. And now that it's in the U.S., mm-hmm. they're doing the same thing. Absolutely. This breed looks like a terrier. It looks kind of like a rat terrier. Mm-hmm. And when I first saw them, I was like, huh? Really? It's not a ratty? It's got a little bit more bulk to it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it, when you put them next to a rat terrier, the rat terrier is a little bit taller. Mm-hmm. And the Danish Swedish farm dog is a little bit shorter with a lot more um, substance to it. Mm-hmm. And. It will actually, when it goes into full recognition in the working group, they will be in the working group. Mm. Meaning that they will be competing against breeds like Great Danes. Right. Oh my god, you are right. Yeah, they look like... What I'm
0: doing is I've researched it because... I don't know why she didn't present me an image. Maybe, you know, so I could find out on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, images will definitely be provided oh, definitely. On, both, on all social media. But she's absolutely right. This thing could be mistaken somewhat. This one, the first image right here, looks like it would be mistaken as a Jack Russell almost.
1: Yeah, and it's not.
0: Yeah, no, definitely not.
1: And when you look at it, there's definitely more substance a to it. A lot
0: more muscle mass from what I can see.
1: And so, this breed...
0: Wow, it is very similar to a ratty.
1: Yeah. Because of its nature, Mm -hmm. um, the U.S. Parent Club is actually getting a lot of inquiries for it. Um, But the breed development, the theories are... The theories are that it came from a pincher. Mm Mm-hmm. Crossed with either a Jack Russell or a Smooth Fox Terrier.
0: Mm.
1: But the again, the exact combination of breeds is unknown. Yeah. And it's very difficult to find anything about it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, any sort of reliable source. Um, it's really, really, really tough. Mm-hmm. I looked through various different websites. Um, the U.S. Club, the Danish Club, and the Swedish Club. And just tried... I mean, my Danish kind of sucks. And I was just like, okay, I need, I need something to just try and figure it out. And mm-hmm. it was tough to find anything about the full history of the combination and all of that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it kind of feels like it's what we would call a land race. Right. What a land race is, is a breed that developed naturally mm-hmm. to fit the landscape
0: oh, of okay. where they are. So they kind of adapted to fit their environment.
1: Yes, they adapted to fit the surroundings and everything. So a good example of a land race would be the Canaan dog. Canaan dog is from Israel and there's really no information about what caused the crosses and all that stuff. It's just an ancient breed that's been there Mm
0: -hmm.
1: for a long, long time. And this breed is kind of like that. It's not really ancient, right. but it's been there for a while.
0: Yeah.
1: And why they think that it could have been crossed with a Jack Russell or a Smooth Fox Terrier mm-hmm. is there was a push for some nobility and things like that to in the UK to come out and go to Scandinavia. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, the founder of the Swedish Kennel Club is actually part British, Adolf Hamilton. He founded Hamilton Stovar. Right. And so that you have a few of these English nobility coming over to Denmark, Sweden, and Norway mm-hmm. and settling down and having roots, but they're also bringing dogs with them. Yeah. So that's part of the theory. And if you want to look it up, fine. I'll give you the link for the Swedish club. Unfortunately, you're going to have to deal with Google Translate, (laughs) and Google Translate really does not do a good job with Swedish and other Scandinavian languages.
0: Right.
1: Have fun. It's clunky.
0: We wish you the best of luck.
1: Um, Your best bet is to find a um, Swedish person and say, help me out. Yeah, come over here for a second. Or a Danish person to help me out. Mm -hmm. And I don't have Mads Mikkelsen's phone number, so yeah.
0: Uh, hmm. <laughs> Way to air your crush out for public knowledge. Dear. That's fine. Well, well, well done.
1: I really don't care. Mm. But <laughs> in modern times, the breed is considered to. Be- He's dying over here. Do you need a minute?
0: <laughs> I think you might. You mentioned Mads. <laughs> I really don't care. <laughs> I'm struck by this, honestly. I was this not is expecting... me giving
1: zero fucks right now. <laughs> Where I'm just like, okay. I really don't know a whole lot of Danish people. <laughs> He's the first one that popped into my mind.
0: What's that, that, that gif that Liz likes to use? Oh, the happy... Happy cat. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> <sighs> 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 Shit, I snorted. Yes, you did! Oh. <laughs> you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I know fine. it hurts. I know it hurts. Uh.
1: Okay. That's staying in. Uh. That's staying in. It's too good. Really. It's, it's You're going to leave in. your
0: snort in there, Grace.
1: Damn straight. I'm going to leave my sn- my snort in there. And that.
0: And that. So, do I need to balance the scales? No. No, do I, do I you you probably No. You we, need one of to, yours out.
1: we need to stay on topic. Fine. So, in modern times, this breed is a valued companion and versatile sport dog. Okay. In the U.S., Mm -hmm. it is gaining popularity relatively fast Mm -hmm. for those involved in agility, rally, obedience, lure coursing, and barn hunt. Mm -hmm. And we've seen a few at AKC shows. The 2017 Orlando show, there was a boatload of them.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: But it doesn't seem like they're distributed throughout the country yet. Yeah. Which is fine. Hamilton Stovars aren't either. Yeah. So... We rarely see them outside of Orlando mm-hmm. at the big open shows. Right. Uh, I don't think we've ever seen them at UKC shows.
0: I don't honestly the only hammies that I've ever seen Well like, no,
1: the Danish Swedish farm dog. Oh
0: no, I don't recall. I <laughs> until tonight you've one sat on my face I wouldn't have known. Yeah. Unfortunately, so I think there
1: was only one entered at Orlando in 2018 and mm. there was like 10 entered 10 or 12 entered. In Orlando in 2017. Mm -hmm. So, I was just basically inundated with a bunch of them in 2017. Yeah. So, we're at that point because it's really hard to find information about this breed because it's so rare and it's still provisional Mm. in FCI. Right. And even when I checked on, like, the FCI breed standard, there's, like, two sentences Mm. and it just is basically... What I've already said. Okay. And it's it's not very detailed. Like if you look at the Hamilton breed standard, you get a chunky paragraph that <laughs> talks about um, Count Hamilton.
0: Temperament. Well,
1: yeah. no. Th- there's, there's always a section on FCI breed standards that says history. Oh, okay. And most breeds have a good detailed paragraph that I can kind of... If I'm not seeing a lot on the parent club then I can go into that standard and get some details from there. Right. But in this case, there's only like two sentences, and it's really not a lot. But mm-hmm. like, if you look at the Hamilton one, it talks about Count Adolf Patrick Hamilton and what he did and the first ones that were developed. And
0: Did you write the information?
1: Absolutely not. Okay. okay. No. Um, the Swedish Hamilton Club okay. did it. Okay. Fair so enough.
0: Fair enough, fair enough.
1: The only one that I wrote with the help of the Swedish Hamilton Club was the UKC Breed Standard. Yeah,
0: that's what I, I... knew you wrote a standard. I didn't know which one yeah. you, you, you did. But I think since you asked me for... I actually blurted it out without any, you know, prompting whatsoever in regards it's to my, my turn. Yeah, you go first.
1: You, well, then you asked me the question.
0: Um, would you own one?
1: Definitely. Really? Yeah, without a doubt.
0: Defend. Why?
1: Um, Just from being surrounded by them in 2017, Mm. they um, are fun little dogs. Like, they remind me a lot of Penny, Mm. but less shedding, (laughs) and a little bit bigger. Yeah. And, yeah, seeing how versatile they are Mm -hmm. and how you can really literally do anything with them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is really 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 appealing and I chatted with a few owners ringside in 2017 and was really, really impressed again with versatility and their hardiness right because as owners of another of a Swedish breed ourselves,
0: mm-hmm.
1: we know how they can get in warmer months and these guys don't really seem to have that problem right So the Danish Swedish farm dog really doesn't get overheated whereas, Hamilton's, they do.
0: Oh, God, they melt into the floor. (laughs) Um,
1: And they prefer the cold weather, but these guys really don't. You can take them anywhere and do anything with them, and they seem to be good to go. And Mm. that is appealing, because, I mean, living in Virginia, it gets pretty hot. Very much so, yes. In July and August, Mm. and to have a dog that we could actually not really worry too much about, Mm -hmm. as opposed to hammies, like, they go outside for like five minutes and then they're like i'm
0: done i'm
1: <laughs> melting ah.
0: it's so hot give
1: <laughs> me a kiddie pool or something Help. but these guys really aren't like that so it, it was really refreshing to have a swedish-esque breed that is so versatile so your turn
0: there was a moment of silence earlier i don't know whether really you paused into it or not but um i had, was looking at the dog breed and mm-hmm. it reminded me a lot of my dog kemper my first and he he looks very much like him mm-hmm. i that's what i was whispering to her about because i would like he looks like this dog looks like kemper and you're like no you're not saying that so <laughs> nice silent conversation my point though um, the temperament is is kind of an unknown factor.
1: Well, the temperament is not like a terrier, so it's not like in your face go yeah. go, go go go. Yeah. And it's not like a hound. It's just it's somewhere
0: some- with the ever elusive happy medium is like. It's say.
1: somewhere in between and it's also for a dog to be used in agility, mm-hmm. which is what the majority of these guys are being brought over to do.
0: Yeah.
1: Is sport and performance things like that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You got to be smart and These dogs are, like, willing to please because, again, they're so versatile Mm -hmm. that they had to do anything and everything on the farm. And another good thing about it is they have an off switch, so they're not like border collies where they're go, go, go,
0: go, 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 go. And they're actually inside the house hurting the family.
1: Right. And nipping at kids' heels and stuff like that. No. Yeah. These guys have an off switch because they lived with the family. Mm -hmm. After working outside or doing whatever was asked of them, they knew...
0: It was downtime. It was
1: downtime, and it was perfectly fine. Yeah. So, Mm temperament-wise, they're kind of like what hammies are, Mm -hmm. but less in the term of prey drive. Yeah. They have just the versatility to do it all.
0: Okay. Um, Based on that information, I'm intrigued. Mm -hmm. It would be interesting to see... What I mean, because honestly, versatility I think is a factor for you when it comes to any particular type of breed. Mm-hmm. Plus, with that glowing endorsement you just gave a minute ago, I think that definitely puts them in the the yes column. Would I own one? Probably, yeah.
1: Yeah, and the thing is, is as always, do your homework.
0: Do your homework. Turn it in. Bibliography, all of it.
1: And the thing with with this breed is. Just because we're saying yes doesn't mean that we're going to go out and get one.
0: Yeah, no. We don't have the space. So it's not going to happen. But, and also... Don't, send a, don't at us send no requests. Uh, yeah, it's no,
1: no, no. Like, no, no I'm no, having a no. letter. No, 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 no. No, 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 no.
0: Because Ashley is stuck going, Ugh, I want one now.
1: Yeah, my my plan is uh, Teddy
0: Roosevelt. Yes, but that's...
1: That, it's That's in the future. It's a five-year plan.
0: <laughs> it's in the future. Yeah. Let's it, leave it at that and move on, yeah. please. It's in the future, but it's, 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 it's future. one of
1: those things where, yeah, we would own one. That mm-hmm. does not mean that we're going to go out and get in contact with breeders and go out and get them. Right. Um, it's just one of those things where maybe someday it would be nice. Yeah,
0: Hypothetically speaking, basically.
1: So, so
0: with that, yep. rate, review, subscribe. subscribe. Absolutely. Um, um, thank you for following us this far, and I hope you continue to do yeah, so. Yeah,
1: thanks for listening to us ramble on about
0: no i rambled you're intelligent that's that's how it works that's the dynamic thanks again to um eileen and matt for um contributing and for mandy for the artwork yep um we're always going to (laughs) we're always going to be grateful to her and you got to say it first last time so it's my turn go hug your dog everybody
1: yeah go hug your dog they love you they
0: unconditionally love you so go hug them yes do it now